Hey everyone, my name is Meredith. I'm an author, life coach, spiritual mentor, wife, mom, and stepmom. And I'm here to help you tune into God's voice. Now, before I get started, I want to read a scripture. Simply because this is the seventh time I have done this video. Usually I get them done in maybe one or two tries. And this is the seventh and um, the enemy is trying really hard with not being able to save, FaceTime interruptions. Um, he's working hard to keep this from going live. So this is try number seven. And I'm going to read this verse. John 1 verse 5. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So here we go. It's been two weeks since the last message and it feels like it's been a month. Not sure why, maybe it's because there is so much happening in our world right now, so much darkness that I feel a deepened sense of purpose, a greater need to reach more people desperate to hear God's voice. There is so much pain in our land. After the horrific killing of George Floyd last week, there is just much unrest. Black people are hurting deeply and the heart of our nation is breaking. There is a loud and clear message for the rest of us among all the chaos and that's this. It's time to listen. This quote from er earlier in the week says it best to me. I see no color is not the goal. I see your color and I honor you. I value your input. I will be educated about your lived experiences. I will work against the racism that harms you. You are beautiful. Tell me how I can do better. That's the goal. If you watch the news today, you see coverage of fires in streets, stores being vandalized and looted. You'd see people wearing masks to protect themselves from COVID-19. Much of this is really happening. It's just that the media has a way of spitting it all to work really hard to make you feel really bad. They live for fear-mongering. No, not all media, but a lot of it. There is a reason you don't see the good very often. The peaceful protests, the people arm-in-arm in, arm in solidarity. Yeah, the news doesn't want to show that to you because then you'll have hope. They don't want you to have hope. They want you to be full of fear so you'll keep watching their networks. Do not let them sway you. Do your own homework. Get clarity on who the true enemy is instead of letting the media decide for you. Because guess what? The true enemy isn't the people who are a different color than you. It isn't our president. It isn't anyone in this world. It is the devil, and he is hard at work trying to divide us. Hate is his name, and lies are his game. The Bible tells us in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. If you don't think he's alive, read 1 Peter 5 verses 8 and 9. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion waiting for someone to devour. Remember that word roaring. He's got a big roar, but look behind the curtain and here's what you see. Number one, he's a liar. John 8:44 tells us he was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. Number two, we have to know where he lies. Yes, he's alive and well today, but we have to recognize where his roots are. His roots are in spiritual darkness. 
Ephesians 6.12 tells us, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the world's darkness, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Friends, we're in a spiritual warfare. There is no mistake about that. Once we recognize this, then we can fight with the full armor of God. Ephesians 6.11 tells us, Put on the full armor of God so we can take our stand against the devil's schemes. Ephesians 6, 14 through 18, to stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around our waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. You can't just listen to me read this or read it once and really get it. You've got to seek the Lord. As you get to know who he is, you learn who he says you are. You find out your identity, your righteousness, your peace, your faith, your salvation can only come from him and nothing in this world can take them from you. We must realize the power of our weapons. 2 Corinthians 10.4 says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. It doesn't matter how strong the devil is showing himself to be. Yes, the devil sets up strongholds in people's lives with hate and fear and addiction and rage and shame. The list goes on. But we fight spiritual war with the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I saw this past Sunday was Pentecost. Rather ironic given the time we're in, but that's just how God works with his timing. If you don't know what it is, it happened after Jesus rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. The Holy Spirit descended upon the earth and made it possible to be with each of us, within us. Acts 2, verses 1 through 4 says it like this. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. If we want to fight the devil, we've got to be filled with the Spirit of God. If you are far from God right now, Acts 2.21 tells us, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That includes you. Friend, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. That's why we need Jesus. I realize some of you may have grown up with a dead, dry, and dull religion that has turned you off to God and to church. That's why I do the work I do, to help you tune back into God because I was in the same place. I'd been so hurt in life. I was angry at God and thought he hated me. I turned my back for a long time until I went back to him and he was right there, closer than I'd ever imagined. That's why I believe scripture tells us to become like a child in our faith. Luke 18, 17 says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. We must drop all of our defenses, our pretenses, and our preconceived notions about who we think he is based on what we grew up with and return to him like children. So my friend, I want to read to you an important scripture. It's from Romans 10, 9 through 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. If this is where you're at, then pray this prayer with me right now. Father God, I know that I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. 
I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from those sins right now and ask you to come into my heart, Lord. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you just did that, my friend, I want to welcome you to the family of God, and I pray he comes close to you and desire grows within you to seek him. Trust me, this is the best relationship you will ever have in your life. So let's get back to the Holy Spirit for a minute. When you see the fires happening in the world, remember there is another fire, a Holy Spirit fire, and it's within you as a believer. I love the way the Message Bible talks about the Lord's consuming fire in Hebrews 12, 29. Do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deeply reverent before God. For God is not an indifferent bystander. He's actively cleaning house, torching all that needs to burn, and he won't quit until it's all cleansed. God himself is a fire. We must remember this when we get fearful of what's going on in the world. We must remember who our God is and that the Spirit of God is within us, like it tells us in Romans 8, verse 11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. We have nothing to fear if we truly believe this. But if you are truly in trembling fear, I want to share with you the verse that helped me when I was most overwhelmed with it. It's from Psalm 18, verses 1 and 2. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in who I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. The last thing I want to talk about is the opposite of darkness, and that is the light that I mentioned earlier. You, my friend, if you have Christ, if you received him today, or you've been walking with Jesus for a while, remember what Ephesians 5, 7 through 9 tells us. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of the light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. That's from Ephesians 5, 7 through 9. The light in you produces what is good and right and true. If you have the Lord, you have this light. You are a light bearer. Remember that and seek him, seek his word, seek his truth over what you're seeing in the media and just the division that's happening. Just try to recognize, pray for God to help you recognize the, just the static that is being, um, being shared with you to influence your thinking. So I'm going to close with a prayer and hopefully I'm going to be able to finish it without an interruption. So (sighs) Father God, you know how long it's taken to get this message finished and I just pray that you help this be completed so those who can get this get this and Father God we just pray for your Holy Spirit to descend upon this earth to reach people's hearts to heal the broken to bring light to the darkness to to soften our hearts to each other to help us see that you are with us, you are in us, that your love is the greatest love that exists and that all this darkness, all this hatred, all this violence is not you. Help us to see that this is the darkness. Help us to, to, to lift our vision higher, to get clarity on, 
on who you are and um, you know that you are stronger than these spiritual forces of darkness help us to just trust that you can carry our hurts and I just pray that you I don't know heal our land heal those whose hearts are breaking those who've lived with racism um, for years and for you know the slavery that started in our country and I know that there are deep wounds that that need to be healed and I just pray that you can heal this in our land in in ways that only you can that that bring peace um, and love and connection and um, and I just I just know that no matter what happens even though the darkness is strong you are still stronger you are the everlasting God you are you know greater than anything in this world and I just pray that we remember that and pray that we all seek you more that we we seek your your vision your clarity your you you lift us up um, out of this darkness so we can see your light and help us to be image bearers of that light. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name, in your great name. Amen. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. I hope you get this and you share it with whoever else needs to hear it. All right, bye-bye.